0: It's the Mental Health Show Sunday mornings on KTOE with Marcy Tetro. and me, Jay Paul We have a best of today We'll get to that in a minute uh, Marcy has a new adventure You can catch her Christmas spirit at the display at Neutral Grounds on Belgrade in North Mankato Go check it out. It's beautiful, especially at night when they lit up like that. But today might be your last chance to do it. So hurry and see it. Right there on Belgrade, just across the bridge, catch some free Christmas spirit therapy. Ah, yes, the theme song for Mental Health with Marcy Tetro and Jay Paul here on KTOE. We talk uh, mental health issues with Marcy Tatero, who is a local mental health provider at Nystrom & Associates. But, uh, you know, we like to involve all of our uh, area people like uh, referrals like uh, Prairie Care and uh, Mayo Clinic and Journey Towards Healing. And, you know, you can call the South Central Crisis uh, Crisis Center hotline at 507-344-0621. There's the Veteran Crisis Line. Uh, at nine eight eight, actually, the uh, that's a nationwide uh, crisis line nine eight eight. But the veterans can call it, and then dial one after that, and get to talk to an actual veteran who knows your issues maybe a little bit better than uh, most folks would. So that's out there too. Or you could text eight three eight. 255. And now, my co-host, Marcy Tatro. How you doing today, Marcy? I'm
1: oh, not too bad. I'm excited to be here. And we have guests today. Yes, we have the excited best. Excited to have. Well, we have the best guests today. So yeah. I'm excited for this. So, welcome today to the, our talk show. Um, if you are a first-time listener, let me give you a play-by here on what the show is about. We are countering mental health stigma, um, addressing barriers to getting access to care and suicide prevention. So, um, we are here to help the public as we don't have enough providers uh, in the state of Minnesota to help uh, to fit the needs right now. so we are here um, just as a, as the local community that care about people and doing the right thing and how can we best help support people that are struggling and so this really this show really is as is a resource to the public
0: and it runs a gamut from, kids to adults to veterans to everybody
1: Mm -hmm. and so actually today i'm really excited because we were doing a kickoff for our military um portion of the show that we love we love to help veterans and so um and also create awareness in the public on how to support our veterans um so today is our kickoff for that through then to may uh specifically um with veterans are with memorial day coming up so we have a couple of local announcements um if you're a veteran and you want to see a military-specific counseling agency, we have ASC Psychological here in town in Mankato. They do a great job. Um, and also you can contact or walk into the Blue Earth County VSO, which is the, the Veteran Service Office, and they also have access to free therapy for veterans. And okay. so you want to talk to Mike McLaughlin about that. Where are you going, Mike? Yep, and we're going to have Mike on the show too coming up, oh, so I'm cool. really excited yeah. about that. And he's going to talk about the new policy about... Um, veterans are exposed to the burn pits oh, yeah. in Afghanistan and that's Iraq. They problem, now yeah. have access to claims and benefits sure. uh, for any type of um, repercussion to that exposure to the, the burn pits. Yep. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. And they also will serve any veteran that walks in the door. So that's good to know. Um, we also have an a online moral injury training. Uh, Rachel, we've had her on our show previously. She's a VA chaplain down in Florida, and so that's coming up in May. If anyone's interested in doing any online training, it's a free event. Um, but they will be having some uh, trainings on moral injury and helping veterans and learning more about that. Okay. So that will be coming up. I'll share more as the time comes up for All that. Nice, yeah. Um, but today, let's let's get into our guests that we have today. I'm excited for this. I, I met Ben a little while ago. He's one of the coolest guys I know. He's very chill. And honestly, you. when you're around him, you feel like you're the You're safe. Yeah. He always has this vibe that no matter what happens, and he's right by your side, like nothing's gonna happen to you. Cool. And uh, I've enjoyed my conversations with him, and he seems he's a he's a good stand-up man. And so when I talked about doing the radio, he was the first to volunteer and say, "I want to do that. I want to come on." All
0: right. Well, welcome to the show, Ben. Good to meet you.
1: All right. So, Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, and where are you from?
2: Um. well, my name is Ben Jones, uh, I served two tours in Iraq in the U.S. Army Infantry, and currently I live in Mankato, and originally from Iowa.
1: You're from Iowa? Yep. Oh my gosh, what part?
2: Uh, Fort Dodge is oh, my hometown. Oh, that's okay, cool. Okay,
1: cool, um, No, yeah. thank you for serving, and that's a big reason why I'm having you on here today, because I'm going to show you at the end why. So you'll see but um we'll be thanking you for your service in a little bit here so that's why I'm not saying that right now but um, what what made you go in the military so we're gonna back it up folks and we're gonna try to paint a picture go back you know memory lane over 20 years ago
2: I think the initial reason that I decided to join the military was because I had a family that was very heavily military influence and at that point in time in, in my direct family, we didn't have any anyone in that representation. And then also, you know, as soon as 9-11 happened and and there was a need for it, then that only spurred me further to to want to mm-hmm. chase that down and feel like it was my role, something I needed. How
0: old were you in 01 when 9-11 happened? Oh, I was 19. So you were old enough to go, yeah, okay.
1: So you went in the army. What you were in the infantry. So how old how old are you when you headed into like Iraq or Afghanistan?
2: I was twenty four the first time I went to All Iraq. Right. All right. Is so, there anything
1: you can tell us about your experience in Iraq for some people that might not know?
2: Um. Well, I just I don't think people understand the culture shock that takes place when you engulf yourself in a different country like that and then the drastic difference between living your life there for a portion of time and then having to come home and sometimes relearn some of those cultural differences and mm-hmm. things like that.
1: So when you went there, what were some of the biggest shock things? Was it like the culture? Was it the weather? I mean, was it like all the sand, the heat?
2: Well, it I mean it's in the desert, yes, it gets very hot. I also don't think people understand that uh during their winter season, I mean, especially at nights, even in the desert, it gets freezing cold.
0: Oh really? So I didn't
2: know that. I don't think yeah. people understand that part. So you kinda have to be ready for two different climates. Okay. And before I went there, I had no idea why they were giving me this stuff. <laughs> I was like, like what?
0: And then, the, of course, there's the people there, too, that you meet along the way when you're doing your, uh, your daily routines. Yes. And you have to interact with foreign languages. And Were you taught any of the languages that you were dealing uh, with?
2: Yes, I, I'm able to speak some, some Arabic, but it's very broken and
0: not affluent. Because if I'm right, it wasn't all fighting, and and you interacted with villages, and you had to talk to people and maybe even help them a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What kind of stuff were you helping them with? That's
2: The one thing that sticks out in my mind that I think uh, was very rewarding is we got to stop in a small village, and uh, we actually got to take a break from, like you said, the combat role portion of things and help out. And it was just trying to uh, reinforce that we're here for their community right? as well. Yeah. And we were able to uh, deliver a wheelchair wow. to a lady there that was in need. And nice. I yeah. think that was probably the most rewarding thing I got to do.
1: That's pretty as... neat.
2: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, that's pretty neat. So how long were you there in your first deployment? Uh, I was there for a year and a half year and a half. Is that standard or is that typical for infantry? Uh, It's, I mean,
2: they typically schedule them out for a year and then it was extended
1: basically. Mm -hmm. I know some people got extended. My brother was one of the Minnesota Guardsmen that got extended back in 2005, 2006. Was there anything that happened there that you felt like sticks out in your mind that, yes, that was something that still lingers in your mind? Is there any moments like that? And you don't have to go into detail, but is there any moments that you think of that kind of still bother you or resonate on your mind today?
2: Um, Yeah, I I relive a lot of situations with, uh, like, roadside bombs and ambushes and things like that that, yeah, they do stick with you. And it's, you kind of... You say we call it nightmares, or you know, but you're reliving that. Really, mm-hmm. it's and that's all it is. is It's completely re- reenacting it, but you're asleep. Kind and, of
0: a movie like. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But it feels real in your mind. Right. Did you come back and get diagnosed with anything?
2: Um, I came back, and I spent a very long time in a very dark place where I just I wasn't ready to accept help or open up about it or or talk about the fact that uh, there may be something wrong. Yeah. And so I just lived with a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression for a long time, and it negatively affected everyone in my life, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest.
1: What, what helped you kind of get through that?
2: Um, my support system, uh definitely stepped up and helped me out with a lot of those things, but also, I think, uh, noticing the detriment to loved ones and things like that, that were, you know, that's something that I can prevent, Mm
1: -hmm. that
2: became more of a a wake-up call for me in a way of seeking help
1: so when you were going off and being deployed when they did a a, kind of like not a debriefing but kind of giving you like this is what might happen in the military or this is might what happened this might be typical responses on deployments did they say anything about when you come home you might have these reactions
2: they do a good job of making that known but i don't think it's very tough to understand that through words it's you have to live it to, mm-hmm. to understand it. Some of the difficulty behind seeking help and things like that is you wanna be proud of your service, but you also don't wanna be proud of some of the things that were necessary within that service. and So that struggle is kind of a constant.
1: Mm-hmm. So, again, for if you're just tuning into our show, it's about when you find yourself falling off that yellow Brick Road and we realize that there's not a certain path to happiness. There's not a golden road. You know, it's not. There's not? No, no, no rubies, no <laughs> diamonds, unless you're the queen or now the king. Okay. But, um, you know, for a lot of us, it's not like that. So we find ourselves in these spaces. Um, and so, Ben, we were just saying, and thank you, uh, Mallory, she um, kindly. I couldn't get out of my words. What I was trying to say is like we're asking our veterans to have a normal response to an abnormal uh, event, you know. And it's I think it's a it's not fair to our veterans to because I think it adds this more stigma, right, on the veteran and getting help um, when it's actually something that we should be doing that for every person that goes to war talking about the impact on the body the brain and the psyche and and actually go over from World War II this is what happened to our veterans in Vietnam this is what happened this is what happens from the just from going into the situation and so I think when we can share about what happens physiologically to the body and to the brain and to the psyche I think that would that would help what do you think Ben
2: I agree. I think uh, that stigma that you'd mentioned led to my hesitancy and in the way of getting help just for that reason. And it's, it became an issue where I put myself through a lot of suffering that was not necessary for a long time because I was so reluctant to, to mm-hmm. seek that help.
1: Yeah, and on break, folks, When um, this is, I think, a neat part to know about Ben because it speaks a lot to his character and his heart, but can you tell me a little bit again? Uh, We were trying to figure out the dates. So you went active duty uh, 2004 in the Army, and then you took a break. So give me the gears. So you you went your active duty 2004 to do you remember when? Okay. Um, So uh, it sounds like Ben had taken a break. Um, and then he came back and went to college, and then um, he went back in. And to, they called him back up, and so
0: that was an interesting transition. I bet going to college. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Were he locally here, or where? Well,
2: I went to uh, South Central. Oh, okay. And yeah. it, funny enough, the same time that I got my uh, that I got my diploma mailed to me. Yeah, was the exact same day that I got the recall letter. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. So, big mean, packets. So, so <laughs> Ben was Ben.
1: Was, ben had served his time already. Had been on deployment, and then he came back, went to college, and got out, finished his time, and then he went back in. Right. So it, it speaks a lot to Ben's character that he went back in and then was done in two thousand twelve, uh, after his second deployment. So, so you came back. So, when you came back, did you feel different? physically and emotionally after your two deployments?
2: Definitely. it's uh, I spent a lot of time hyper-aware and very tense, and I was always kind of looking for something to go wrong. And that led to a disconnect in the way of interacting with people socially and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because I'm not completely invested. I'm busy trying to watch your back 10 things going on in the environment
1: yeah to make sure nothing would happen to you i take it right right your safety type of thing so with that when you said that you suffered a long time was that you suffered a long time was that something that you felt like you were trying withdrawing from people and isolating
2: i think that did occur yes there was a lot of withdrawal from myself going on but it's when you're in that type of place and you're not Ready to receive support. It's it can be a very lonely, depressing situation, and I think that's another, you know, big thing to touch on is that you can only be supported if you want to be supported. Mm-hmm. It's.
1: Yeah, I think that's actually that's uh, important things we talk about a lot on our show. Like, if you're feeling alone or if you feel like you need help but you don't know what to do how can somebody reach you so when you were at that path and when things were hard what helped for you to accept something or what changed when when someone had reached out to you or how did that occur like what what was the the shift
2: well just like i'd mentioned before i think if you you need to want support before you can seek help and accept support and that for me was just uh having to stand back and see you know some of the negative things that were going on with loved ones and things like that and it just it was a wake-up call you know it was it was enough to say wow there's i really need to do something about this because it's not just affecting me Mm -hmm. and that's i think what soldiers try to do in general is take all of that on themselves, but my realization came when I realized that I could not take all the negative effects by myself. It was affecting other people, my loved ones and family and friends.
1: Ben, I know it takes a lot of courage for you to share and I can see it and thank you. I know that this is not easy, talking about this on the radio, and I also know uh, th- th- when you're suffering alone in silence, it, it, it impacts you on such a deep level, so it makes it harder to talk about. And on the other hand, it is so powerful because when you can finally get that release and have somebody tell you that they still love you and they care about you, and no matter what, they stand by you, it's the most amazing thing. So. I want you to know that from the radio and from the, the public, and as your friend Marcy, I stand by you, and we thank you for your service, and we're going to stand by you no matter what else happens, and we're going to stand by all our veterans. So it's, 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 it's a powerful thing because we, you need to know that we all we're all in this boat to help support support you because we're, we're a country and we do this because it's our not because it's our duty but we do it because we care about one another and this is what our veterans deserve yep. yep and so I just I want you to know that you're not alone and this is something that just it happens but I think you coming here and talking about it and helping somebody else that might be in the same shoes is so instrument, uh, instrumental because the, the, the message doesn't come from me sometimes for veterans, it has to come from another veteran. And so right now, if a veteran is struggling, what what is something that you might be able to speak to or what's something that you would like to share with them if, you, if there's a veteran uh, listening right now who might be struggling?
2: Um, honestly, I would have to say my entire journey with this started with, uh, I contacted Mike at the Blue Earth Veterans Services, Blue Earth County Veterans Services, and we connected right away. I felt like he was somebody I could talk to, and he turned me on to so many resources that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And, and I, I think just having that come from someone that I do know has the same experience and has fought through some of the same
0: things
1: okay.
2: was
0: a big deal. That's yeah, awesome. you're talking to a uh, someone from your own uh, world there. You know, yeah,
1: another another veteran, another yeah. combat veteran. Uh, he's Mike's a Marine, and so we'll have him on the show. But I think that you know that also talks about how the band of brothers, right? You can only talk to guys and girls who've been through the same um, thing, and so I know we I know that's a huge part of veterans is that the the loyalty between the brotherhood is really strong, and the women are included in that. So, Ben, well, a couple of things I, w- I wanted to share with uh, the, our listeners is that you are a really great guy, and one of the things that um, Mallory and I often talk about is that anytime there's something, you know, that might happen, we want you by our side because we always feel safe, and you have this calmness to you and this, this assurance that, like, nothing bad will happen, at least to us. And so, as a friend, I w- always enjoy talking with you. You're funny and great, and... I just, I've enjoyed, you know, you being in my life personally. And so I appreciate that. And uh, like, again, when I talked about coming on the show or when I first started talking about having a mental health talk show, you like, Maris, you should do a podcast. Remember? Mm -hmm. You had said that. I do. And so I just, I appreciate your support and coming on the show. And um, when this was a very beginning thing, but uh, no, thank you for your service. And like I said, we stand by you and whatever you need, we're here for you.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and thanks, because I think you—you'll uh, never know, maybe how many people you've helped today, but know that you have, because we have a lot of good listeners in this area who are. There's a lot of military in this area, so uh, maybe you made them take that first step, and maybe they can call Blue Earth County uh, Veteran Services as well. That's a tough thing to do to pick up that phone and call, mm-hmm. but then, like you said, once you got in there, it was easier.
1: Yep. Thank you so much for Ben for sharing your story and taking the courage and sharing uh, the unspoken and unnervable and coming here today. It is very powerful. So, thank you for all that.
0: Well, thanks for having me. Uh, veteran Services as well. That's a tough thing to do to pick up that phone and call. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, once you got in there, it was easier.
1: Yep. Thank you so much for Ben for sharing your story and taking the courage and sharing. Uh, the unspoken and unnerable, and coming here today is very powerful. So thank you for all that.
2: Well, thanks for having me.